Hello, my dear one, and welcome to the Authentic Life Design Podcast, the place for dreaming boldly and being unapologetically yourself. Life design is all about taking your power back and intentionally creating a life based on your own rules, values, and understandings of success. Authentic Life Design is here to empower you to go beyond your inner limitations and design a fulfilling, free, and abundant life. Hi, my name is Vihra, I'm your host here, and I'm on a mission to inspire, empower, and guide people to overcome their inner doubts and find courage to live life boldly, fully, and fulfilled. With my coaching, I help aspiring boss babes to find their essence, gain knowledge and confidence, and build their own businesses. I'm so happy that you're here today, let's get started. Heyo! Welcome back to the Authentic Life Design Podcast. Welcome to the first episode of our February series. This month's topic is going to be all about the lessons that I learned in my first year of business. It's been more than a year that Authentic Life Design is out there and I'm doing what I do. However, I wanted to reflect on some of the first things that I learned um, in the first year, some of the expectations that I had wrong or some of the... mm, energy and focus that I was putting in the wrong direction, since many of you who listen to this podcast are thinking about starting their own thing, uh, starting as a freelancer or starting their own business, I wanted to debunk some of the really core first steps. So yeah, I just wanted to share with you my lessons, the mistakes and the learnings. So hopefully you're able to move through them with more ease and maybe a little bit more preparation that I had <laughs> in the first episode. So the t- today's episode, uh, we're debunking some of the myths of what is what is it like to be self-employed. And I will share with you some of the things I feel like people don't exactly understand or don't speak so much when it comes to being self-employed, like finding work boundaries or knowing what to focus on, the insecurity and stress that it comes with all of that. So next to all of the positive things of being self-employed today, I'll be sharing with you the side that I feel like it's less spoken about. So yeah, that's what today's episode is going to be all about. Before we dive into this, I want to create a little monthly update. A couple of episodes ago uh, in the start of this year, so I think it was episode 36, I shared with you some of the yearly resolutions that I want to set for myself, the things, habits that I wanted to somehow improve or just set in my routine. And I want to update you on that just because first you're holding me accountable of doing them and also to share with you um, how things are really going. So there are three main things that I set myself to do or at least the ones that I'm going <laughs> to update you on. One was to try to do yoga every day. I was doing the Yoga with Adrian ch- challenge. Um, the second one was to read at least one book per month, to read a bit more, um, also to finish books. And the third one was to not use my phone so much in bed. So early in the morning when I wake up and also later in the evening. So the first thing with Yoga with Adrian, um, even though it was an amazing habit uh, to come back to every single day and to really find place and space to do yoga, at some point it was way too much for me. I was um, traveling, I needed to always bring my yoga mat with me. I also, like, even though I really like yoga, I don't feel that I am a good person in doing something every single day. This is why also my morning routine is so different every single time. 
And at some point, I felt how I'm doing this just because I had to. So I'm pushing myself to do something because I told myself I'm going to be doing something, but I'm not enjoying like even a single part of it. I was just, let's say, crossing the box of having done the yoga practice at this day. So I decided to follow my gut and only do that whenever I really feel excited about um, and not push myself to do this every single day, but rather to accept myself in this kind of, let's call it little failing <laughs> of pursuing this habit and stretch it um, into two months. So currently I'm doing yoga every second day and I'm still doing the challenge. It's just that um, I've spread it out a little bit and I'm still, I feel like I'm connecting much more consciously with the topics and everything that is inside. So I just wanted to share this as to show you how sometimes we go a little bit um, over ourselves and we think that um, we set too big of a goals or goals that are just not really applicable in our everyday life and they start being this kind of little prison that we set for ourselves even though like yoga is a great example that this is like a self-care practice but this kind of a self-care practice were keeping me very um, stressed and nervous. So yeah, this was uh, the first update so I'm still doing that but a little bit less regularly. Um, the second thing with reading a book a month actually went really well. Um, I read three books. I just um, cheated a bit by listening more audiobooks than really reading. So I read and finished Untamed, which was a book I, I think I started in November, uh, but I was really, really slow on that. And then I listened to um, The Seven Husbands of Emily Hugo. No, Evelyn Hugo. So The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and um, It Starts With Us was the third one. Um, I really enjoy audiobooks because apparently I just can fit this better in my daily life. However, I don't feel that I'm engaging so much sometimes in the book. So I feel like some books I will continue reading and some books I will continue listening to. Um, it's a really nice way to um, integrate reading slash listening through audiobooks. Um, as you can hear, I only read fictional books. Well, one of them, so Untamed by Glennon Doyle. She, This book is a little bit more kind of a, on the verge of being self-help, but it's still rather fiction and the other two are completely fiction. Um, it Starts With Us was a rom romance novel way too cheesy for me, way too, like, I think it was really interestingly written and I do needed something like this in the middle of the month, which just like takes away my um, mind and brings it to a whole nother world. But um, I don't know if it's for everybody. It's also from Colleen Hoover. Uh, maybe you've read some of her books, maybe you haven't, but I think this is a very typical Colleen Hoover book. And The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I was expecting to like much, much more and I was having higher expectations. So I don't know if I really enjoyed it so much. Um, last year, I read uh, something about Daisy Jones, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, this is another book of the same author, uh, Taylor E. Jenkins, and I enjoyed it much, much more. So I guess my personal recommendation in this kind of a book club that I <laughs> just started here is um, Daisy Jones and the Six. If you have any book recommendations or um, just books that you've lately um, 
been reading and you really like them, I would love to hear that. So please um, write me on Instagram. I am super open to um, reading books together with you. So to have kind of a reading buddy, I think this kind of accountability is going to be really, really cool. So that's my update on um, the second New Year's resolution, let's say. And the third one, so using my phone less in bed. Um, I think I did great in not doing this in the mornings. I'm just, I just don't like to start my days like this. So oftentimes I'm actually like directly jumping out of bed and um, going to brush my teeth and going for my morning ritual. But evenings, <laughs> not that easy. I think maybe 20 out of 30 days I was actually scrolling on my phone evenings um I will try to read more I will try to I, I don't know it just really helps me to wander my mind somewhere um so that's that if you have any good tips on how not to do this in the evening please share that with me <laughs> and yeah after this little round of updates let's now dive into the real topic of the podcast um which is all about the things that you need to know before becoming self-employed so I want to start today's topic explaining a little bit what is happening in the work culture in the past, I would say, 10 or maybe a little bit more than 10 years. We are seeing much, much more people starting to be self-employed and work much more flexible. So I'm using the term self-employed just because both if you're starting your own business and you're having a business or you're working freelance, um, it's... In both cases, you are self-employed uh, in terms of structure. <clears throat> this looks a little bit different. Um, also, all these influencers and content creators and personal brands, they all fall into this category. Uh, if you're an artist too, you probably will be freelancing. But yeah, let's speak about generally um, self-employed people. I feel like the number of these in the past 10 or maybe a little bit more years um, have been growing tremendously and also constantly. Um, after 2020, the work style of many companies has also been changing in a way that even if you're employed somewhere, you actually have much more flexibility. And I think people are seeing that we need more freedom and we are no longer really subscribed to this idea of working um, 40 hours a week and having this kind of nine to five structure. I don't believe that every one of us is really made for this structure and we can truly be productive in this kind of like eight to nine hours a day. For some people, it's even more. So what we're seeing is a huge transition into more and more people becoming self-employed. We see many content creators. We see the whole media channels changing. We see a lot of shifts. So it's normal that at one point or another, you have started thinking about working freelance, building your own business, starting something that will give you much more freedom and will allow you to not work for someone else, but actually express yourself into the world and who you are, your gifts and the things that you really stand for. And I will actually start this episode with first speaking about the positive things about being self-employed, because there are a lot of them. Uh, these are the reasons why I signed up for this journey and I'm doing this. And in my personal story, um, I think four or five years, even before I started Authentic Life Design, I always knew that I want to be self-employed. Back then, my biggest 
um, reason for that was that I was living in Berlin, in Germany, my family was in Bulgaria and I wanted to be able um, to travel whenever I want uh, for however long I want and to stay here. So have this kind of flexibility of not being um, placed on one place and really waiting for my boss to tell me when I can take vacation days and when not. So this was the biggest reason, but also I felt like as a multi-passionate person um, and I would say creative person, I always wanted to have some kind of outlet for the things that I'm creating and the person that I am. <laughs> I have always believed that one of our purposes and reasons to be here on this earth is to share ourselves and our unique gifts and just be who we are. And I didn't felt like I can have this in a nine to five job where someone else is telling me what I need to do. And I'm not a like completely against the nine to five culture. I think you can learn so much from there. And I believe that it's actually important to have had some some kind of um, experience and years in the nine to five, because this is the moment where you can build huge knowledge and skill set and things you can afterwards use for your own brand, business or whatever. I'm just saying that it wasn't the path for me. So um, ever since then, when I realized that, I started thinking of different ways and um, ideas of how I can actually work for myself. And <laughs> this has had many different outlets. None of them was really paying off for me, but I have been a blogger for a while. I was writing different stories. I was trying to vlog when it was like super hyped and fancy around like 2017. I felt like everyone is doing it and I need to do it too. Um, had a couple of videos and never really did that again. Um, I was, I don't know, so many things, <laughs> but this is not the point. I was always fascinated by the idea of being self-employed. And I think this is normal because we all see this kind of freedom lifestyle these people have. You have the flexibility to really choose where you want to work from and when you want to work. Um, you can literally work um, from wherever. You can travel so much. You can go to different places you are literally the boss of your own time. So you can tell yourself how long are you going to work today? Are you going to work tomorrow? Are you going to work on the weekend? Um, and you literally have your own time in your own hands and you can make decisions with that. Um, you work for yourself. So pretty much you decide how much you want to work, um, how much you want to invest in. And also in the ideal case, you're working on your own ideas and passions and things you really love, your expressions in the world. So that's amazing. That's freedom that, um, again, you can hardly have when you're employed somewhere. And I also don't want to um, see things black and white um, or present them to you black and white. I feel like um, ever since 2020 and even before, there are many companies that actually allow their employees to have such a flexible lifestyle um, and work remote, work from home, take days off, um, work on their own passion projects, create kind of like courses and um, self-education in the things that they really want to do. So I am not here to tell you like how bad it is to be employed. I think if you like your job and if you feel comfortable and growing and nurtured in this company, this is great. I know there are a lot of good examples, but I'm speaking um, about some of the more negative examples of places that are not really nurturing your heart and allowing you to work uh, on the things that you're really passionate about. Um, another benefit is that you can set your own rules 
of how you, you're going to uh, work, what are the values of your business and the things that you're creating, who are the people you, like how big your team is going to be, are you going to work, work alone, who are the people that you let in this space, so a lot of decisions that you can actually make about your kind of like work sphere and work setting surrounding um and also you can make a ton of money as everyone is presenting this online and you see these people speaking about like huge numbers and um seeing them travel so much you we all assume how much money they make so as i said today i want to dive much more in the side that is less spoken about because this is what we see on the outside and since so i've been a little bit more than two years, um, I am working as for or in authentic life design. Um, and I, I've seen things from the inside out. I know what is it on the inside and I know how many hardships and challenges are there too. And I'm not sharing this to um, discourage you and be like, don't ever start working self-employed. No, not at all. I like everything that I do in my business is supporting you to become self-employed. Um, but I wanted to show you a little bit more reality and I wanted to be very honest with you um, in what to expect so you know what you're signing up for and you know how to prepare for that. So let's dive into this. The first thing that I want to shed a little bit more light on is that as a self-employed person, you have to be self-organized and self-motivated you got to be able to kick your own ass in a way. So you know how to wake up every day and have a plan for the day, have the things that you need to focus on, um, knowing how to project manage. So how to bring one big chunk of a task into a smaller ones, knowing how to plan for your day, for your week, for your month. So setting goals and keeping these goals um, running and you showing up and doing the work, even in the days where you don't feel so good, even in the days um, where you really prefer to just lay in bed, which sometimes is completely okay. Of course, this is like the luxury of being self-employed. You can decide this for yourself, but most of the times you got to be self-organized. And if you've been only employed until now and you're going to create this transition, this is sometimes going to feel very uncomfortable for you because no one will give you tasks. No one will give you to-dos for the day. No one will tell you what to focus on and no one is really going to guide you throughout the next steps. You got to create them for yourself. You got to set your own plan. You got to set your own goals and know that every day or every week you're showing up and you're doing the work and you are um, really moving towards the things you want to create. It's very hard sometimes. I know some people um, find this easy or they're just born naturally being more self-organized and motivated. Um, this is the case for me. I've always found that just because even next to my jobs before Authentic Life Design, next to my university even, I was having so many other like small mini projects. I, as a multi-passionate person, I always want to fit like 7,000 things in my day. So I have to somehow make time for them. So I've always been self-organized and motivated to show up and do things. And also when they're the things that I love doing, it's somehow much easier, of course. 
But yeah, um, you gotta know how to do that. And I don't believe there is really a right or wrong way. I work with some of my clients, um, helping them organize their days and their weeks and just knowing how to set goals and keeping up to them, um, finding their pro progress, iterating on the things that they've created. But um, you gotta start somewhere and you gotta understand that no one is going to be there to push you no one's going to be there to um tell you that you're behind that you have to um it's you it's you versus you the whole time and i believe that this is a reason why i um also work like some of my clients are already business owners they have their own businesses and i, and I don't help them so much into kickstarting and like building the foundations of what they do I'm there for monthly support, for helping them um, really set their goals and um, create an outline, a focus, knowing what to do. And I guess for them, it's a great benefit that they have someone to hold them accountable, to come back to and be like, okay, so this is done. This is not done. Um, yeah. So being self-organized and motivated is a big one. The second one is that you got to be willing to learn much more than just your own craft. So when you are self-employed, you are you can imagine yourself as like one person business. You do all the things that you got to do in one business. So marketing, content creation, social media, sales, accounting, but you're alone in that. <laughs> you're pretty much having these kind of different hats that you got to put on and Little by little, you start figuring out how to do these things. It's not that you got to understand all of them, but don't imagine that you're only going to do your craft and the thing you're passionate about. Let's say that you're a dancer or a designer. There is so much than dance and design that's going to be a part of your daily life because you would have to find ways to network with people, to market yourself, no matter if it's like on social media, to know how to create content, how to explain what you do, how to create your own website and also maintain your website, how to do sales, how to show up, how to speak, how to create um, navigate your taxes in the end of the month or the year. So there's a lot that comes with that. And this can be a huge um, downside or an amazing benefit. For me, this was always a huge benefit. Again, as a multi-passionate person, I have interest in different things. I've always liked both personal development and coaching, but also marketing and content creation. I love branding. I love showing up on stories sometimes and speaking. So this was combining many of my different interests. But if you're not like this and marketing and content creation and sales and all these things sound very scary for you, it might be that you're going to feel very uncomfortable and it's going to be a hard um, transition for you to start doing this and to see yourself um, in these kind of personalities. Again, everything that we're sharing, I'm not sharing to discourage you, but to create a reality check for you. The third thing I've written down here is getting comfortable with the feeling of insecurity. The great thing about being employed and having like a stable, quote unquote stable uh, job somewhere is that you have a paycheck. You have a paycheck every month and you have a huge sense of security that you know how the next month is going to go, how the next three months are going to go and most probably how the next year is going to go. This is something I have never had and there is 
Um, a lot of stress that comes with this insecurity because you can imagine not know, like I, I don't know how much money I'm going to make next month and I have never knew that. <laughs> um, I guess this is one of the biggest um, things people are afraid of when they're transitioning into being self-employed. So here I want to tell you that there are many ways that you can actually bring structure and planning into um this kind of financial part of things. I didn't know that in the start. And this is why I made it very hard for myself. I also, from the clients that I worked with, I see that many artists can't do that very good. And they're always in this kind of like fear and um, confusion and they don't know how things are going to go. So with time now, two years later, I understood that you can plan these things and you can find structures that work for you. And there are many ways that you can find your own sense of security. Is it going to be like complete, safe, net and safe security? Nah, I don't think so. But at least this kind of um, crazy insecurity can be tamed in a way that you feel a little bit more secure, safe. I don't know. I'm saying the same words, but I guess um, that's just how it is. So yeah, you got to be prepared that for some time, you're not going to know how things are going to look for you financially. And this is why I always advise my clients to have some kind of a either savings that you're going to rely on, or maybe a part-time job or um, side gig, anything that is going to bring you more safety and security when it comes to the financial part of things. Because I don't want to lie to you. Um, it's not that you show up out there and you start making tons of money uh, and you're able to save and you're able to travel. Like I haven't traveled that much in the past two years just because um, there are other priorities for me um, starting my business. So just wanted to put this on your radar too. The next thing that I've written down is you will never find balance between working too much or too little. And this is the downside of not having a boss and not having kind of this structure of nine to five work. Because sometimes you feel like, okay, today I have a lot of energy and I have a free day in front of me and I have many things to do so I can work, I don't know, the whole day, 12 hours of work day. And then three days you chill. And then in the end of the day, you don't know, have I worked too much or did I, have I worked too little? And this is something that you got to create your own structure around and understand what is enough working for you and what kind of season you are in business. There are moments where we work way much more than nine to five. There are moments where we work less and um, depending on again how you structure your business there are people that can take um, vacations of one or two months and then work very very strong in the next four months and then do that again um, it could be that you just um, work constantly but in a like middle type of like power <laughs> I don't know just not giving so much power away and not power it through um so yeah, this is this was a huge thing for me. Um, in the first years, I, I was overworking so much. I think generally, um, I am this type of person that uh, engages their um, feeling of work, a uh, feeling of worthiness to productivity. So I tend to overwork and do a lot and never think that it's enough. And with time, I learned to balance that out and understand that it's not only what I do, but also other things. <laughs> um, however, I saw um, in many clients the opposite thing of them 
not being able to motivate themselves and work enough as it needs to be. Um, so they always find themselves procrastinating, not doing enough, spreading projects in like much more time than needed. So um, finding the balance and the right like golden place of work is really hard when you are self-employed. Another thing is, and I have shared with you this so, so, so many times, and I'm going to continue doing this, but being self-employed is a huge journey of personal development because you meet yourself, you constantly meet your fears, your doubts, the things that are holding you back, um, your dreams too, of course, but I feel like while you're growing up as a freelancer or business owner, um, the more your business grows, the more you on a personal level grows because you meet so many challenges and they, when we do what we love, when we do what we're passionate about and this thing is kind of like our heart, like we put our whole heart into this, um, it's a really interesting journey like how people are going to react to what you do uh comments that you read about you what your family is going to say um so many things come in the way and the thing is that we always go through this mindset journey of meeting face to face our fears and all of our doubts and i guess if you're currently in a space of thinking if you want to be self-employed or not you've already met these and let me tell you what you're currently facing the doubt that you have both in yourself but also in the world like can you do this um these things never go away at least from my point of view and i've worked with many coaches and mentors myself that are um much further um like how do you further ahead in their business journeys and they have these too so it's just different levels and um expressions of these fears and doubts but you always continue having them this is what I love about being self-employed. I love how my business is helping me grow as a person and um, is challenging my expression, my uniqueness in so many ways. It's, it's amazing, um, but it can be a very hard journey. Um, so yeah, just wanted to leave this here to as a reminder of how much inner work you will do when you start your own thing. And the last thing I've written down is um, the challenge of having to show up and speak up and network and be visible. Because if you're an introvert, things are going to be very challenging for you in this space. I think for sure, like, yes, you can have a business and be an introvert. Um, but there are many things they w that will expect of you to show up, to be present on stories, to be present in... Um, on social media to go to events to network and to speak about the things you do and why are you passionate about them and having a coffee with someone and as an extrovert I'm a weird mix of introvert and an extrovert but there is a part of me that is a big extrovert and I do love these things I love connecting with others I love speaking with others working with others so this falls a little bit naturally to me but I can see how this can be very challenging for someone who um don't like to be so much in the spotlight. So this was my little list of the things that I feel like it's not so spoken about in the space of um, entrepreneurship and being freelance or having your own business. And to finish off this episode, I actually created a little list of characteristics that will help you um, to be a little bit better at self-employmentship. 
So I want you to now listening to this um, to see how many of these boxes you can check, so to say, and where you might meet your biggest challenges on your self-employed journey. The first thing I've written down as characteristic that will help you is being very good at time management, self-organization and project management. So generally, managing your time, managing your projects and being self-organized. From 1 to 10, you can assess yourself. How good do you think you are? The second thing is social skills and being extroverted. From 1 to 10, where do you think you sit on this scale? So one would be zero extroverted, don't want to meet anyone and speak to them. <laughs> 10 would be crazy extroverted and I want to talk to everyone. Number three is having comfort uh, in front of the camera, in front of photos and speaking up, showing up, just generally being okay with showing your face and um, sh sharing your voice, speaking up. From 1 to 10, how comfortable do you feel with sharing your face or your voice? The next one is having bravery and trusting the unknown. And I feel like this is like both trusting yourself, in your skills, in your abilities, trusting life, the universe, God, however you call it, but just knowing that everything's going to be fine and you are somehow supported. So from 1 to 10, how supported do you feel in yourself, but also um, generally in life? The next thing I've written down is multi-passionate being or multi-talented being. <clears throat> so having a lot of different interests, um, loving to have rather like more things and topics to work on or having different talents within you, different passions. From 1 to 10, how multi-passionate would you say that you are? One would be, I love one thing and I'm focused on this one thing and this is who I am. <laughs> 10 would be, all of the things, please. And the last thing is confidence. How confident do you feel in yourself? And... Again, we are not creating this list to check all the boxes and be like, oh my God, so I am the perfect candidate <laughs> to be self-employed. No, we're just creating this kind of self-assessment. Um, I've seen many examples of people who throughout the years and projects, they've actually learned being more extroverted, being much more organized and just managing their time much better developing social skills, developing much more comfort in front of camera, um, feeling this kind of trust within themselves, feeling the trust in, in the unknown. So all these things are teachable and learnable. And the thing for me is for you to assess and to be realistic about is this thing for you? Are you ready to learn these things? Are you excited of learning all these things and evolving and growing as a person and wanting to know all of that or when I share it with you you're like oh my god this all feels so scary in a negative um, and pushing away way because I want you to be drawn to that if you're gonna go this journey I want you to know why you're doing this why this is so important for you what is your passion about that and um, knowing that no matter how hard it gets sometimes, no matter in the challenging situations that you're going to be in, you're going to know why you're doing this and what is your bigger vision. This is why I work so much with visions because you got we got to have kind of anchor of 
the challenging and hardship moments to to come back to and be like, okay, wait, this is why I'm doing this. I remember that. Okay, so this was my purpose. Okay, I know currently it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit more challenging. But in the end of the day, I'm going to get there. And these challenges are just teaching me something. You're going to learn a lot starting your self-employed journey. So, yeah. If you need more support on that, I have a free masterclass called Building Your Self-Employed Vision, and it is a 60 to 90 minute class, very hands-on, helping you to understand if you were to be self-employed at some point in your life, how this could look like, what are your interests, your skill set, your passions. So you're going to find the link to that either in my Instagram bio or also here in the show notes. Um, if you feel drawn to that, really take this masterclass. It's going to help you to clarify a little bit more your vision and see a different version of yourself. Like really, how could you be self-employed? If you've done this class and you feel you need a little bit more support, you can both join the Kickstart Your Business Journey, which is my 12-step program to teach you all business foundations that you need to bring this idea into action, into life and having your first clients. Or as one client of mine just did, she couldn't invest in a long-term like kickstart your business 12-step program um, and she jumped into a get unstuck call. So for um, 90 minutes, we sat together in a one-on-one -on -one setting and we dived into the next steps for her, what she needs, how I can support her, all the questions that she had. So maybe this is another um, option that you can look into. I will see you next week in a whole new podcast episode. And until then, we will chat on the Insta. See you soon.